When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. Kind of weird that the podcast we record Monday mornings is Daddy Soda time because really, like the one time it's not Daddy Soda. I mean, it's a Monday morning. Can I, can I take three or four days off maybe um, after uh, usually having a pretty aggressive Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday? But listen, that's when we record it because there's a bunch of different reasons. We are three podcasts for the price of one, price being zero, by the way. Number one... We're going to tell you about the best prospects in college football, but also some of the under-the-radar under prospects more than any other show out there. Number two, we'll still talk about the biggest games in college football. And number three, we will get you ready for the NFL draft and get ready to bet on some of these college football games for those of you that are so inclined. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. I think that's Twitter, Instagram, Threads. Facebook, TikTok, maybe we got to consolidate. I mean, we got to do something here. We need a major social media consolidation in the industry. Man, I can't remember to post on all these things. Give me a break. At Ross Tucker Pod is on most of them as well. And that's where you see the highlight clips of all the shows. I already recorded my thoughts, my takeaways on preseason week one for every single game. But I need to talk to the czar of the Telestrator, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. The guy practically invented X's and O's talk on YouTube, as well as, quite frankly, interviewing coaches on YouTube. Can't highly recommend Football Game Plan on YouTube enough. We, by the way, are YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you want to know about all the undrafted free agents on your team that have been playing in the second half of these preseason games, get footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. It's not too late. If you want to make sure that you're way ahead of the game for next year, go to footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. The one and only Emery Hunt. Emery, got to get your thoughts, your takeaways. Always good to talk with you on preseason week one I don't know if there's any players that stood out to you or just in general the action just your thoughts well you know Ross you always kind of bouncing around the different preseason games you know great call by the way with the Eagles game I had to go to the website to get your broadcast as opposed to the television broadcast which was the Raven side of things but great call there and when you're bouncing around these different preseason games you, you don't really want to tweet much because you're watching what's going on um, but I did see that 
throughout the course of the preseason football, three names were trending. It was Deuce Vaughn, it was Tajay Spears, and it was Keaton Mitchell. And it, it just blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, I've seen those names before. You know, they were in my top five running backs. They were actually three, four, and five, with B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs being, you know, one and two, uh, Gibbs being one, B. John being two. But I just found it fascinating that these three guys were the talk of Twitter during the first preseason game when back on April 19th, I got flamed for having those three guys in my top five. That's the one big thing I noticed over the course of this first week of preseason football because, you know, I got a late start to the week, you know, having to jump back in. It spoke to my Raging Cajuns this week. That was awesome um, to get back on campus first time in 20 years. But, you know, when I got back and watched these preseason games, I just noticed, like, why is why is Deuce Vaughn, Keaton Mitchell, and Tajay Spears trending on Twitter? Oh, they had great games in the NFL in their first preseason game. You know, it's so funny. I almost said your name during the game, but I'm doing the Eagles broadcast, not the Ravens broadcast. So just one thing, just to peel back the curtain a little bit, preseason football is totally different from a broadcasting standpoint because you're getting paid by the team, and my job is to talk to the Eagles fans that are watching because it's primarily in – Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. Now, Thursday night's a little bit different because the game will be broadcast nationally on NFL Network when the Eagles play the Browns. But I'm still, like, my microphone has the Eagle logo on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still working for the Eagles because, you know, it's so funny. There must have been a couple Ravens fans in Eagles territory that were like, he never talks about the Ravens. That's because it's not their broadcast, bro. Like, you know, if you get NFL Plus, you could have watched the Ravens broadcast. Like, give me a break. So, um, but dude, Keaton Mitchell, I was thinking about you. I was like, that's Emery's guy. That's the guy that nobody else talked about other than Emery. Emery, he's got some legit juice. Legit juice. First of all, he was awesome as a kick returner. He had multiple kick returns out past the 30. And then as a runner, he had a touchdown called back because of a hold by the center. And the center, I mean, the guy wouldn't have made the play anyway. I'm not saying that he's better than J.K. Dobbins at all. All I'm saying is he's kind of, he's kind of an example of why like a team like the Ravens probably won't break the bank for J.K. Dobbins. Because Keaton Mitchell looks good as hell. I mean, he's got some serious juice. And then Spears, I saw the burst there and the stiff arm. And then my favorite, my personal favorite was Deuce Vaughn making guys miss. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, look at him making guys miss. It's like, did you watch one Kansas State game over the last three years? He's like five, six, a buck 75. You cannot play the sport of football at five, six, a buck 75 unless you make people miss. Like, you have to. It's survival. Um, but, dude, he's, he's legit, too. So, uh, that is well done by you. It's funny, because one of my takeaways on the Ross Tucker podcast today, Emery, was that people talk all the time, oh, running backs don't matter, and running backs don't matter. But then these preseason games, all everybody wants to talk about is the running backs and how good they look. 
fascinating, man. It's almost like people forget football. I, I really do feel like with the explosion of analytics and fantasy football has really changed how people view the game and they view it from those lenses only. Because if you view it from how traditionalists view it from a football perspective, because it is the sport of football, you would appreciate the the Deuce Vaughns, the uh, Keaton Mitchells of the world. You know, you appreciate these shorter quarterbacks, you know, these athletic quarterbacks, as opposed to, you know, air yards and, you know, DVOA, NBC, AFC, whatever the acronyms they throw out there. You just to sit back and just appreciate the game, man. I, I even wonder sometimes, do these folks even like the game? Because as a fan, if you're watching the game, you like to see Deuce Vaughn out there just making guys miss because it harkens back to Darren Sproles more recently, but a Barry Sanders, uh, more contemporary. But when you think about, you know, just enjoying the sports you cover, I start to wonder if a lot of these guys really even like football. Um, one of the other things I talked about this, Emery, on the uh, the Raw Sucker podcast today, I got to stop saying that. It's like the third time I've said that. But, um, man, watching C.J. Stroud and watching Bryce Young, it just reinforces, like, Ohio State and Alabama play on TV so much that you almost look at them as being, like, pro football players <laughs> because they're playing at a high level. And then you watch them in the NFL, and first of all, they look smaller. And secondly, I mean, that's definitely the most pressure C.J. Stroud I've ever seen C.J. Stroud under. I mean, even against Georgia in the college football playoff. And then Bryce Young, he had some games where he got a little bit of pressure. But, you know, it's one of the concerns I think people have about some of these guys when they come from some of these schools. It's a lot harder. It's one of the reasons why they like when quarterbacks sometimes, Emory, come from teams that aren't that great because it's like, you know they've had to deal with the adversity and getting hit, you know, Malik Willis at Liberty or whatever, Levis at Kentucky. Like, it hasn't been all, you know, roses for those guys. And I don't want to give these uh, – I don't want to give teams a cop-out with the, you know, the statement that you see, well, these guys getting hit, it's, you know, uh, shows you how hard it is to find offensive linemen. Is that – finding offensive linemen is not the issue. The issue is that when you get into the preseason – we know the offensive line is about communication and continuity. So if guys are not playing together for a long time, or at least for a full camp, it's hard for them to build that communication, that continuity. So yes, things will look like it's all over the place. So that's the difference. You know, yes, there's levels to elite offensive linemen, good offensive linemen, average offensive linemen, but we just saw it throughout the whole XFL, USFL season where if guys have the ability to play together as a unit, then units will build that cohesiveness, continuity, and uh, the uh, offense will be effective no matter what level you are. So that's the biggest takeaway from the offensive line. But to your point, those guys did take a lot of shots, man. And um, you just like to see them get up and respond and bounce back. And that's what you see from, that's what you hope to see in, in preseason game uh, number two from these guys. Emery, you or anybody else can join me Thursday night in Philadelphia as the Eagles host the Browns. Right now, you can get a ticket for $23, the cheapest ticket 
is $23. That's amazing. Just to put that in perspective, by the way, I'm looking at the game time app, of course. You know, the first regular season game against the Vikings, $145. Commander's game, $152. I mean, it it's a fraction to go to these preseason games, and it's fun. And you, you, you might not be that crowded in the stands. Highly encourage you to go to game time. It is the place for last-minute ticket deals. You're trying to go to a concert. You're trying to go to a preseason game. Take your family. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. I don't even think about getting tickets for any event now until I look at the game time app. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account and redeem code DRAFT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Emery, we got to finish our series of just talking about some of the most notable guys in the 2024 draft class before games start next week, by the way, week zero. Already talked about the quarterbacks, already did the skill guys, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Encourage you to go back and check those out. Let's get to the big boys today. O-line and D-line. We'll start with Penn State offensive tackle Olu Fashanu, who I met this summer, Emory, at an event. Incredibly impressive kid. I think he has the highest GPA on the team, like 367 supply chain management. Uh, is obviously a very gifted football player, but that guy's like a pro already. He'll graduate at the end of the winter, at the end of the fall semester. What did you see on him, Emory? Uh, just complete excellence and, and the consistency that you want to see from a top prospect. We know he could have came out last year and, and been a top 10 pick or whatnot, but this guy came back probably to finish that degree by the fall. Um, and it shows you a level of commitment to finish with your start. I like to see that from him, but when you watch him on film, he just a, a very solid, good all around tackle. You rarely see mental mistakes or him get beat off the snap or just not have a plan for a counterattack arguably one of the more complete tackles in the class. And, and again, this is someone that is a big reason why I am bullish as hell on Penn State getting to the college football playoff. I just like what they're, they're doing and how they're built this year on both sides of the ball. I was thinking about this the other day. They might be the fifth best team in the country and still be third best in their division of their conference because Ohio State and Michigan are pretty darn good too. Sure, Georgia and Alabama are good, but yes, Penn State should be good. And uh, yeah, I think that's the reason why he came back. I think it was very, very important to his family that he get his degree, and you got to respect that. How about Joe Alt from Notre Dame? I remember his dad, John Alt, back in the day. Yeah, it's always funny as we get to this age, Ross, when we start to uh, recognize kids and their dad, like, wow, that's so-and-so's son, but yeah, Alder's a good one. You know, I, I like how he has good footwork and good hand usage. I want to see him get a little bit stronger, functionally stronger at the point of attack and get some movement. Uh, but his ability to mirror and match and, and punch and play the piano, as O-line coaches like to say, is impressive. And, uh, again, you can't go wrong with these Notre Dame offensive linemen, especially with how they've been able to, you know, cross-train and guys playing either side. And, you know, I know Alder's a left tackle, but I love the fact that he has good footwork, good hand usage, 
um, and the consistency that you like to see from these top tier tackle prospects. Some may even say he's the best tackle in the class. Um, that's a that's a debate, but I will say that he's definitely someone that will find himself making a lot of money on Sundays. I saw somebody recently, I think it was Gojo, Golik Jr., tweeting about Cooper Beebe from Kansas State. That's a big boy. He can't be related to Don Beebe, is he? I, I don't know, man. That's a good That's a good uh, question, a uh, good trivia question right there. But we talk about sight unseen a lot on this podcast, Ross, and Kansas State football is right there, whether any any position. We just talked about Deuce Vaughn. We just we we've raved about their pass rushers, raved about their secondary. We always talk about their tight ends or whatnot, fullbacks even. Kansas State just has a different brand of football, and BB is someone that gets legitimate movement. And when you watch film, you know sometimes you you want to give a certain amount of plays, and a guy better pop off the film uh, and at you. That's you know, hey, that's the pro prospect. It doesn't take much for you to to recognize BB is the dude. That you're supposed to be watching it takes maybe like two plays, and he's throwing somebody on the ground. So uh, BB is a fantastic guard, um, and I'm I'm big on guard center guard because I think that's more integral to offensive success than tackle. I know we've made tackle the sexy position, but man, if you're a strong guard center guard, you're having successful offensive output on the other side of it. You know, there's a couple of Ivy League offensive linemen, Emory, that are projected to get drafted. Princeton has a kid, Jalen Travis, who's just mammoth and moves well at tackle. But people have been telling me about this Yale kid. Might even be a day two pick. No idea how to say his name. I think it's Kieran Amagadji, but he gets after people. He really does. And it was funny watching a game last year, uh, you know, um, scouting for the draft guide. I watched a Howard-Yale game you know, rare HBCU Ivy League matchup. And it was a bunch of pro prospects along the point of attack. And he was one of them. I was like, man, this dude is mammoth in terms of how he's handling this pass rusher who was pretty doggone good for Howard. And, you know, the fact that he was out there consistently, then you sort of think, like, maybe I'm bugging. But then these preseason, you know, watch lists come out for these all-star games like Shrine Game or, you know, the Hula Bowl or the Senior Bowl. And you're like, oh. I wasn't bugging. This dude is awesome like that for real. And I like to see him, you know, dominate. And and this is something I've said before where we've seen in recent, maybe in the last decade, the uptick in pro prospects coming from the Ivy League programs. And if Stanford and Cal still looking for, you know, a, a conference, hey, man, listen, it's time we get the Ivy League. And join that West Coast Ivy class and the Southern Ivy grab Rice, Tulane, Vanderbilt. Let's make this thing happen, man. I think the <laughs> Ivy League pro talent is is right up there, man. I think it's a it's awesome to see you know Kyron do his thing um, out there on the field because he's a really good prospect. And then Howard had no lineman too. I I saw uh, uh, I mean Dankwa. I saw him down at uh, watching Yale. Yale had a pass rusher last year. So I'm watching the game, and I'm like, this tackle is just impressive as heck because he's large, bro. Uh, he's a kid from Ghana, still neophyte in terms of how, you know, in terms of football, but he was having an excellent game. And I go do the spring game uh, this past April, and I'm like, this dude is excellent. Talk to the coach. He was like, yeah, he's, he's someone – NFL scouts wasn't coming down there last year or even, even during the spring – 
And then, you know, I tweet out about them. And next thing you know, you start popping up on these lists. I'm not saying I'm the, I'm the source, but I, I just, you know, I just like to see when that happens. Right. Um, but he is also six, eight, 340 pounds can really block out the sun. He's a left tackle at, at Howard, uh, may even move to the right side. Some may even view him inside, whatever, but you, you like the talent. You like that. He's still a big mold of clay was able to reshape his body because his body looked different on film than it did at the spring game, which is a great thing. So he's trending in the right direction. Very good prospect coming out the, the MEAC. You know, O-line, D-line play is really hand-to-hand combat. You know what else is hand-to-hand combat? Literally hand-to-hand combat. Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley, they're fighting for the title this Saturday. UFC 292. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. New customers can bet just $5 on UFC 292 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That is this Saturday, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, with code ROSS, if you are into the hand-to-hand combat of UFC. Tell you what, how about these two edge guys we got, Emery? Let's start with Florida State's edge guy, Jared Verse. Came out of nowhere to... Uh, go to Albany, and then came out of nowhere at Albany to be so good. Now he's at Florida State. Came out of nowhere at Florida State to be a, a top 20 pick, and then he stayed in school. Yeah, he came out the blocks against LSU. It was like, man, this the dude from Albany that's just dominating. It's crazy. And we talked about this at nauseum before, like how just shocked that he went back. But, hey, man, they have a chance to get to the playoff. They have a chance to the national championship. He's one of the top pass rushers in the country. But JT Tuamalu is another one. Um, just You don't know if he's a hand-in-the-dirt edge guy or stand-up outside edge rusher that has the ability to drop back in coverage. You saw him catch the interception against Penn State, and his ball get-off is impressive. So you like that both of these defensive ends can really get off the ball and get to the quarterback and affect the game. So Tua Malu is someone, to me, that's going to have to have that Jared Verse year in terms of production and sacks and TFLs, but he's definitely won that flash last year that gets you excited about this upcoming season. Yeah, I can't remember a game where I felt like a defensive lineman single-handedly won the game like Tuamalo against Penn State last year. I mean, without him, Penn State might have won that game by double digits. Crazy. You mentioned LSU when you're talking about verse. How about Mason Smith from LSU? If you remember back in that Florida State game, he got hurt celebrating. I think he tore an ACL. And their run defense missed him significantly because he was the pro prospect up front that everybody was looking forward to seeing. He had a really start, good start to that Florida State game, got hurt. Teammate made a play, he's celebrating, jumped up and down, and tore his ACL. Uh, but now he's back. They have a Makai Wingo is another one that's up front for LSU. Uh, Savion Jones is another one. So they're going to be exciting up front along that defensive line. But Mason Smith is the stud in the middle that is able to quickly get off the ball and find himself in the backfield often. Emery, if your name is Thor, (laughs) you better be pretty good on the D-line. Thor Griffin from Harvard. I've been hearing about this guy for a couple years. Big, uh, I was about to say Big Ten, but Ivy League prospects. Go ahead on and grab Northwestern, grab Stanford, grab Cal, (laughs) Rice, Tulane. Hey, man, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. We already know about the ancient colonial money the Ivy League has, so NIL won't be a problem 
You know what I'm saying? And that is something that I'm going to speak into existence. We're going to get the Ivy League up to FBS so they can go back to dominate like they did back in the 1800s when they invented football. So, but yeah, Thor Griffith is someone that has, you know, excellent ball get off. And it's tough when you have that interior defensive line. I think he's 6'2", 305, that's able to get off the ball quickly. And he has great combination of hands, hand usage and footwork to where he's not allowing himself to get cut. He's not allowed himself to get reach blocked. He's able to disengage pretty quickly and accelerate to the ball carrier quarterback in the backfield. So he's been very disruptive. And Coach Tim Murphy, one of the best Ivy League coaches uh, that we've seen because the, the amount of talent that consistently gets put out there, and I know they lose a quarter a cornerback, Washington, that's transferred up to the FBS level, but it shows you he's able to recruit, develop, and Thor is another one of these guys that's going to find himself playing on Sundays. Make sure you check this man out on social media, uh, even over the weekend for preseason stuff, for sure. I highly recommend getting the draft guide, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide, so you know about these guys, or you can just get ahead of the game, footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. Literally nobody knows more about all these guys playing preseason football right now. Then Emery, it's fun. It must be fun for you, Emery, to just go through and check out, watch all the games, to see all the guys that you've evaluated in college and see how they're doing at the next level. Can't wait. I love when these young men play well and make the most of the opportunity. We'll see what happens in week two. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.